Hey guys, what's going on? The video for this episode is kind of fucked up, so I'm not entirely sure if I uploaded, but if I do, uh, I'll repost all of that. But anyways, uh, here's one of the la- latest episodes that we recorded with Digital Jeff and I, Rogers, not on this episode, but uh, check it out and enjoy it either way. Oh yeah, at the end, I'm going to be playing something off of uh, Elevator Theater, which is Justin White's solo EP. Justin White is the singer from... Dos Leones, as you guys all probably already know, he's been on the show several times. One of my greatest friends, one of my best friends. Anyways, uh, enjoy the episode, and uh, again, stay tuned for more. We've been lagging a bit, but uh, anyways, here it is. Peace out. Aliens on the border. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found faster than light, spaceship of the future. A direction of the President of the United States, stay in your home. Is it human or inhuman? Born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust, there is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true. Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? Is this the human race of the future? Aliens on the border. What's up, everybody? What's poppin'? I hope y'all staying warm because it's a cold one today. We're in Laredo. I mean, it's not as cold as North. Well, it's cold. It's cold in here. Yeah, it's cold-ish. I'm still wearing a jacket inside and shit. Yeah, when you're used to Laredo weather. Yeah, it's definitely Anything cold. under 30 degrees, yeah, you better stay in. For sure. And uh, northern United States in that polar vortex, so that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, man. It's, uh, that's the, it was a movie called The Day After Tomorrow. That's the way it kind of looks when you look at the, at the news and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? A bunch of... Uh, end of the world type scenarios going on yeah anyways what's up what's going on everyone welcome back to aliens on the border this is episode 75 i think right now 75 damn yeah getting close to that 100 we're actually getting close to the one year anniversary oh wow yeah it's up- upcoming in february wow what are yeah. we gonna do for that i don't know that's uh that's we a should um have a uh, gerard adams come on the show yeah we should we should he's make that gonna, happen he's actually gonna be here in the radio so i'll keep you posted with dates Oh, shit. All right. We'll make that shit happen. Yeah. So what's up, everybody? We're checking back in. It's me, Josh. And today we're hanging out with Digital Jeff. What's yeah, up? Yeah, what's up, guys? I always love being here on Aliens on the Border. You know, love talking about everything from A to Z, conspiracies and um, politics. And uh, what else? What are we talking about today? We're talking about the end of the world, dude. Oh, man. Don't get me started with the end of the world, man. The end of the world, <laughs> man. Now, it is coming to an end, as, as at least as we know it. You know, yeah. You know, I think I think we're at that. Uh, we just had this um, uh, clips happening. Uh, where? It, oh, did you did you watch it that night? I I went outside you probably for like about ten minutes. It was also freezing cold. So yeah, man. No, uh, I I did not. I went to sleep yeah. like right away. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to witness. Um, you could see it clearly, and um, it was obviously at night. Um, it's called a lunar eclipse, right? Yes. Not a solar eclipse. Lunar eclipse, yeah. So it was a l- lunar eclipse, and it was also tied in at the same time with a... Super uh, moon? Super wolf moon. Something what? like that. What does that yeah. mean? It means like, it's a super moon, but it's also red. Something like that. I, like, I a, it was like the... I don't know the details on it, to be honest, but um, my shaman messaged me, and he was like, hey, this is a time for you to make like, you know, your intentions for this new next era. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of changes happening. This is a good time for you to transition into new things. And uh, he was just like, just be open-minded and accept the changes because they're coming. And I'm like, whoa. Damn. 
It's you know, it sounds ominous. Cha- yeah, I mean, change is always Perilous. like change is one of those things where it's hard. Nobody likes it. Yeah, you know, so you got to be courageous. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's always courageous. Like even if you open up a new business, it's it's a good thing because you might have more opportunities and. But it's also like you also scary. risk failure. I guess yeah, you risk failure, you risk um, losing which isn't money. a bad thing. I would say mm-hmm. right, like you got to yeah. fail so you can succeed. I guess yeah. But, yeah um, so we're at that point. I think in uh, in this world with technology uh, advancing so fast that there is a ridiculously new fast. Yeah, there is a new change. So yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's jump right into it, dude. I was looking into um, that tinfoil hat podcast, right? And so they had this one character on. I was telling you about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. The guy's name is Ben Swan. And uh, he ran this news segment called Reality Check. And and I think at a local Cincinnati like news channel. Yeah. And uh, he started gaining like traction on social media. People would tune in. And it was like the most viewed like segment. Of, what was it or what? It was essentially he would kind of just fact check like, politicians and stuff and it started picking up more traction as like the uh, 2016 elections came around yeah right and uh, if you guys remember throughout the 2016 elections there was like a bunch of craziness with like emails and all this stuff and one story that came out from those emails which is pretty fucking dark and like it's kind of been swept under the rug ever since then mm-hmm. uh is the whole pedal gate or pizza gate whatever pizza you want to call it oh yeah, yeah. our pizza hate yeah and so if you don't know what Pizzagate is, uh, essentially there is emails that were hacked from Anthony Podesta's, he's a congressman, I think, or, or representative, one or the other. Politician. Yeah, he's some sort of politician that is connected to Hillary Clinton. And in those uh, emails, there was like this weird, almost like code for like, like, like if he was talking about, you know, like child molestation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what was it comic pizza or something like that? I forgot what the fucking pizza parlor name is, but it's in DC. Um, they, it was mentioned in the emails about like, there's like they hold like rituals there or like spirit cooking or some shit like that. Yeah. And, um, so a lot of people started to look into it and it turns out that that actual, the actual pizza place, the, the logo for it is like mm-hmm. the, the universal logo for like pedophiles and shit. Oh my God. Yeah. So that that became a thing. A lot of people... Oh, and then, like, the highlight of that story was, like, at one point, a person with a gun walked in, like, yo, what the fuck? What's going on here? All this other shit. Trying to walked find... Walked into the TV station? No, walked in... Not to the TV station, to the uh, the pizza parlor. Oh, got it, got From it, the story. Because I'm, I'm still connecting it to the reality check TV show. Yeah, it's, it's going to come back full circle. Okay, there. got it. And um, so, anyways, the, the guy, Ben Swan, he's hosting the show... And since it's kind of like a hot topic, whatever. And a lot of other news stations have covered it, but they, they covered it in the sense that like, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. And like, oh, you see, this is what happens when people yeah. listen to 4chan and fake news and all this other shit. But so then this guy, Ben Swan, on Reality Check, he's like, well, these are the facts, right? And he lays out all the facts, like the emails, the fact about like the, the actual symbol that's the logo for that pizza place, all this other stuff. Like he doesn't add like any conspiracy like aspect to it or anything. He just kind of yeah. says like, these are the facts, and this is what happened. And he doesn't really put his spin on it. He just like says that this is it. And so once that happens, the fucking, like all the social media for that show, like all the viewership, everything blows up. They fucking jump to like millions of viewers and subscribers and wow. everything. And um, after that, the network execs were like, hey, you got to like disappear from like fucking social media, shut everything down for a whole year, all this other shit. Where's that coming from? 
this is this is the executives t- talking to him, and he's wow. telling this story on the on the Tinfoil Hat podcast, like one of the recent episodes with wow. Sam Tripoli and shit. So he's telling the story, right? And I was like, what the fuck? And it's true. Like, before he came on there, I had looked into it because it was on my radar. On like I remember you telling of, me about it. Yeah, yeah. On a bunch of YouTube videos and shit. And people were worried that he had died because he just, like, you would search him up on, like, Twitter, on fucking Facebook, on whatever, and he just wouldn't come out anymore, dude. He just disappeared. So for they had him fucking take his shit down for a whole year. And uh, the guy was saying that even in his contract, what he did, like, he mm-hmm. was allowed to do like that was within the bounds of his contract and shit and they broke his contract and wow all this crazy shit and now he has a youtube show reality check that it's like going strong well it's, i gotta check that out so yeah check out reality check for real what's up ben swan but um ben swan that's his name yeah that's the guy's name b-n-s-a-s-w-n we gotta bring him on aliens in the border dude that'd be dope he can skype in but uh yeah man so that kind of like let me down back that rabbit hole with like the whole idea of like the politicians just being so dark dude like yeah well i mean that like i think like let me ask you a question do you see politicians as leaders or do you see him as i don't know what do you see him as like because i mean you think about back in the way you saw you know the way george washington is portrayed yeah even the way obama's portrayed right but like at at a certain point you know some politicians are not Mm -hmm. seen as leaders i believe at least yeah i i feel I mean, for me, I stopped seeing them as, like, leaders and stuff early on, and especially just because I've always been so um, prone to, like, kind of going mm-hmm. into conspiracy theories and stuff. Like, the whole 9-11 thing, I think, is what set, really set me off to be like, what the fuck is really yeah. going on? Because this is yeah. crazy. And then ever since then, I've just kind of been a little skeptical about it. And I don't know, man. I, for me, I don't see them so much as leaders as they are, like, power brokers for, like, uh, big companies trying to make money and shit. Yeah. They're not really in it for the right reasons. At least not all of them. I would say the majority yeah. of them are not. Well, and the reason I ask you that is because I really feel that in the near future, it's, it's already it's already happening right now. And that's why I talked about earlier. Like, there's this transition happening where we're able to use these technologies now to be our own politicians without actually being, you know, just because I'm not part of Senate doesn't yeah. mean I can't be heard. Be heard. So. Yeah. Just the way there was a uh, Malcolm X, or there's the way there was um, all these people that were, um, you know, starting revolutions. Now you're gonna see that in the mass, in in the masses. You know, you're gonna yeah. see more people like me like speak up on on things yeah. and create a movement around that. But there's, let's pretend there's like, uh, you know, in the 1960s there was Malcolm X, um, or 70s, 60s. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe a little bit before that. Yeah, 50s, 60s, whatever yeah. that, whatever that was. But now in 2020, there's going to be a hundred of those. Do you think, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's hard to conceive that notion, especially when in like the public's eye, everyone is so prone to outrage mm-hmm. to like really say any hard political stuff in yeah. any direction is hard unless you have a platform like this to where like nobody's telling you what you can or can't say. Yeah. So, so that's you know what I'm mean? saying. So now think about it like this. So now that people are able to create their own, their own shows, create their own audience. Now, you, all of a sudden, you have a thousand people with you every day that you're talking to and that you're, you know, giving your message to and you're, mm-hmm. you're describing, like, what's right and what's wrong. And that's going to create, you know, a revolution, man. Because yeah. honestly speaking, like, the only way people would change back then is based on what they heard on the news, I mean, on, the, well, on the radio. Yeah. On the radio. I'm talking about, you know, 50s, 60s, like, you know, you would hear Before fire television chat. was the same Before, thing, yeah. yeah. And then... Now, you know, we're uh, at this point where a phone had, the phone has become part of us. You wake up in the morning, 
check it. Yeah, the phone's on your hand. The phone travels with you throughout the day, and that phone has is a connection, is a portal f- for you to be connected to whoever your leaders are. Yeah. And I was asking my kids the other day, like, hey, who do you look up to? Who's your leader? Who Who's a hero? And they they all had like different names. Like Jeffrey was like um, Jeffrey Jr. He's 16 years old. He was like Ninja. I look up to Ninja. Fuck is Ninja. Ninja. There we go. He's a he's a cart not a cartoon character. He's, he's a, a uh, e, e um, esports. Oh, okay. Yeah. He yeah, plays like he plays games, uh, right? yeah. Like Fortnite, he plays, uh, Fortnite. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then and then Jazzy like she's 10 years old. Oh, she you know she watches like Ryan. You know who Ryan is? Mm-mm. <laughs> See, I know all these kids. I I know all these leaders because yeah. they um they all they all have huge YouTube channels, you know. And uh, all my kids had had a different name, but none of them were politicians. None of them were people in in position of of power. The way the way we see power right now, nobody yeah. looked up to any of these people. So I'm like, damn, the leaders of tomorrow are not what the leaders of yesterday were. Like they they're they they hold a different um, label as far as like who they are, what they do what their intentions are and how money actually drives them. Because I think like one of the main, uh, the main power that, that I, that I've had throughout my career is that I've never done anything specifically for, for money. I've never, I've never been money driven. Mm-hmm. And that's one common characteristic I've seen of people that are in the same position that I am that, um, yeah, money is important because it, 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 um, helps gives us, you opportunity. Yeah, it gives us everything. power yeah. to, to do things, but, but it doesn't drive us. It doesn't make it, make us make, um, uh, decide versus one person or the other or versus one law versus the other we are more more our moral code is at a higher level because of that so i'm gonna i i really feel that this is like uh something that's gonna change the world in the near future like just I mean, the people that you look up to and listen to are gonna yeah. be not the ones that are that have like money to to make out of you or you know yeah you like know what i mean like old, you're not trying to pass a law or the death of the old paradigm i mean it's it's definitely a hundred percent plausible. Like it's more than likely that it's gonna happen, especially since like the technology that you're speaking of, like the internet or anything, is like very very new. It's very new relative to how long we've been like a country and shit. Like like yeah. we started like in 1700s or whatever. The internet's been around for like what 40 years. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, think about like society in general. True, it's it's fairly new as a whole. It's like what day one like, right now. We're still at, not even at the end of day yeah, one. Yeah, like I, I, in in comparison to like time or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's so, it's not. It hasn't even been like a minute yet for yeah. the humans. Yeah, I think that's a good segue to um, what artificial intelligence brings to the table because mm. you know we're talking about the end of the world here. And um, by the way, this book here, I bought it a few years ago. I bought it for Susie actually. <laughs> I don't I have no idea why I bought it for Z, but it's, it's called How to Create a Mind by Ray Kurzweil. And he talks a lot about singularity and um, how singularity is so close. Like, we're so close to singularity. We just mentioned it right now. Like, when you wake up and your phone's, like, attached yeah, to like you. Singularity in that sense to where, like, man and machine are kind of, like, bonded into one or? Well, yeah. There's, I guess there's levels to this. Yeah. But uh, I guess the first level would be to where we can now like by 2045 um we're gonna have the intelligence the artificial intelligence to be able to to where we've already mastered the brain of how everything works so we'll be able to connect to it like the way you connect the usb to a computer okay you know what i mean so you'll be able to be interwined and have access to you know 
data like the cloud the cloud whatever, you yeah. know me, like no you'll have a uh, endless memory you, you'll be able to connect to any topic or information that you want to you know yeah yeah i guess yeah we're definitely like at least a quarter of the way there because yeah. we can not technically already do that with the phone mm-hmm. but at that level it's just like you don't have to manipulate something yeah. with your hands it's just yeah so right now so, so that's a, that's a cool that you mentioned that because the way i see it is like so yeah, you we have we're connected to the phone right now, and we can input only at the speed of our fingers, right? Yeah. But a machine is singular; it's like it's at the speed of light. So, in a certain sense, like time does not even exist in in the AI world because it can it would can it, grow so it can grow so fast. Do you think it would end like the human race, or would it just I, uh, turn us into I something s- different? I see. I know for sure it's going to turn into something different. Yeah. And I know for a fact that we cannot control artificial intelligence. Like once you give it artificial, there's levels obviously to artificial intelligence. So I don't yeah. want to out there like scare people. But the truth is that if there's no laws or rules or or a uh, a playbook that we can use to defend ourselves, once we get to super artificial intelligence, which is that next level, um, which would be in the next twenty years. Or it could be faster. We're not going to be able to control what it does. So, for example, let's say you give it an input like um, fix world hunger. Like, how do you think it's going to fix it? I don't know. Well, fix world hunger, kill all the people that are hungry. That's one way of doing it. That's, and it'll look for, not through a moral code, it'll look through what's the fastest solution. Yeah, like a logical. Logical solution. You know, oh, or, you know, um, create a create a biological human that's never hungry. You know, like you start, it starts creating these things. So it's just scary to think about because there's so, you know, in a world with, you know, infinite um, possibilities, you give artificial intelligence the the playbook of life and it's going to create whatever it wants. It's like its own, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a separate entity. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, but it's, also there's like hopes of you know the people that are on the side of artificial intelligence have hopes for like curing cancer and curing all these diseases that we have. So you give it you give it the biological um, playbook, and now it's going to tell you how to fix heart disease, how to fix uh, any any disease that we have because it can learn you know thousands of times faster than a human brain can. You know, it's kind of like if it's frozen in time, yeah, and it can go and you give it a question and it'll go and search all the information available and then come with a s- solution and then move on to the next part of the part of the problem and then it's just doing it over and over and over and over and over like never sleeping nonstop so yeah in the next like um i would say like the way you, we had cell phones in 1990s where it was like a huge brick yeah well we also had these huge computers that took the whole room and you could only compute like Simple equations, and now we have that in our hand, right? Yeah. And then, then maybe like next next twenty years, maybe next thirty years, you're gonna have the option to be able to be connected to this portal, where it can now give you a better uh, way of life. You know, it gives you increase your intelligence, or increase your intelligence, or it'll tell you, hey, you know what, you ate too much sugar today. Um, tomorrow, no one taking sugar. You is exactly where you're gonna eat. You know, the, to the T. Yeah, and now you're gonna feel you know you know you're gonna feel optimized always. Oh yeah, you know what your hip is is um, weak or weak whatever. or whatever. Yeah, you know, and then it, it'll give you an opportunity to 
to live an optimized life and you're going to have the you're going to have like there'll, there'll be private companies that will offer these services as a, like the way like the health industry is right now like, yeah. kind of like a doctor you'll be able to but you have access to it like all the fucking time yeah, yeah. you're going to be like you know what you can live this lifestyle you know it's a it's a $100,000 uh uh machine that's connected to you 24/7 and uh it just gives you a better way of life what the fuck was uh, Elon Musk's thing called? Neuralink, right? Neuralink, yeah. Is that the thing? Well, that's what it is. Like, in, in that's kind of like what the example I was trying to make is um, being able to connect a USB port to a computer. You're the computer, and then the... You get, the, like, an, yeah, the an add-on or whatever. An add-on yeah. or a plug-in and the software and, like, all of a sudden... You become, like, an Android yeah. or some shit. You're the next... Um, yeah, even looking at this camera here that we have here, like if you look at it, it's like a little little robot looking at us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it almost looks like it's smiling at us. Kind of creepy. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the things that creeps me out. And I think th- I think if like if I had to predict like the end of humanity, it would be like okay, AI is probably the the number one way we could like humanity's in the end. It's. I mean, yeah, that for me is probably like right up there next to like nuclear holocaust or yeah. Nuclear and mutual nuclear annihilation. What the fuck? It's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, mutual nuclear annihilation, and I, I, I don't know. That to me, again, it's like kind to just elaborate a little bit more on the whole idea of AI. It's I, I don't know if this is just me or not, and I don't know if this fucking doesn't even make sense, but it might not. But it seems that it's based a lot on being able to organize data logically and then right like extrapolate a certain Mm -hmm. outcome from that data and that's purely logical but if we're trying to create like an intelligence that is artificial that's based on our own intelligence or at least the neural map of it like we're not completely logical like there's an emotional part of it too yeah so that would be like the like if we were to be able to create like a true ai that is that less likely to fucking I don't know, destroy us. Maybe mm-hmm. we can make it with like a compassionate. Well, I mean, the way I see it right input. now is like if we can genetically uh, clone someone else. You know. Yeah, that's crazy. And now you give that power to a uh, a machine. That machine can now create its own version of a human that says, you know what? In order for us to have a perfect human, we're gonna take away this and that at whatever you want mix it all up and then all of a sudden you have babies um, you know yeah baby, new, new, a new species of the perfect human in a sense but um, yeah man like there's there's so there's so many stories on the way AI is uh, is changing the world for both the good and there's there's always like it's like anything else like yeah it's like a, it's a tool you know it's, a tool. it's up to you how to use it like a gun like yeah. you can but use it like for food that's why it's very important to have like the people that are well knowledgeable about technologies and about um yeah about technologies in power man because these are the people that are going to protect us at the end of the day that's about protection because if you think about it right now like if you had to say right now like do you think we're in the golden era yes or no what would be your answer depends golden era and what golden era of humanity like Fuck, if, you, if you can repeat 2019 a thousand years, would you do it? Fuck, no, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know about a golden era per se because there's so much that is like wrong, but I feel like the answers to so many problems are always like just one mm-hmm. step away 
but for some reason we don't take yeah. that step whether like uh, for me the biggest thing that it is is that like the the powers that be that control resources and yeah. everything of that nature are just inclined to greed i mean that's just yeah i think um that'll change also because of the way we i mean i hope it does if not it'll like, fucking end everything just think about like the way you feel you i mean i don't know about you but like when i see a video about you know third world country and it could be a simple video um you know, I saw, I saw, actually, this is not a simple video, but I saw a video about the way people in Mexico got blown up a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that shit's crazy. And I was just like, it just, it like, it, I felt it because, not only because I'm, obviously, we're from, it's from our, our, our roots. Yeah. But these people are doing that not because, not because they have a, you know, badass job or they have a badass, you know, or they have like, you know, abundance in their life. They're doing it. With they're taking their kids and stealing all this gasoline or whatever they're trying to do just to make ends meet, and uh, they ended up getting blown up. But I'm like, damn! Like you start having compassion and uh, empathy for other countries or other people around the world versus just the people that are in your neighborhood, in your immediate surroundings, or in your yeah. surroundings. Yeah. So I think that's gonna that that right there, just because of our human nature, and I do believe women do rule the world. Um, that right there is gonna change the world. The ability for us to have that human connection to other people that we do not know, because if you look at it, like the way countries or states or uh, borders are made, you know, back in the days it was more to uh, say this is our territory, and we're gonna have a government that's gonna control this territory, and we're gonna protect these, you know, these um, these borders or whatever. these borders because yeah. that 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 and everything everything. Um, by us protecting this border was going to help our country become flourish or flourish, yeah, prosper, or whatever. prosper, whatever. So and now I think we're at a we're at a stage where we see um, internationally. You want to like people from the U.S. want to go and travel the world, right? But at the same time, um, we go and travel to these places, and we see how how like how bad I mean how good we actually have it, and how bad they actually have it, and with technologies. And with uh, the right infrastructure and the right game plan, we can solve the problems of most most third world countries can be can be solved with sm- small investments and uh, and technology. Like so, you know, it's um, I mean that's the that's kind of the way I see it. So I do feel that these next maybe like forty or fifty years, you are going to see a transition from a lot of third world countries becoming to what oh oh what what America. <laughs> Yeah. For real, like, nah, bro. What are you talking about? Is that good? How does that look? That's good there. Yeah. Fucking so yeah, have hardcore gonna, sniffles. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be able to see how I believe, like in the next, I'll say in the next forty to fifty years, like third world countries will not exist anymore. Like they're gonna have enough technology to to be the same as what America used to be, maybe in the in the 1940s, 1950s, at least to the very minimum. Like, they're going to have, like, you know, running water. They're going to have clean water. They're going to have electricity. Basic needs. Basic yeah. needs. They're going to have internet, Wi-Fi. They're going to have um, access to computers, access to information. They're going to know our language before we know it. And uh, it was funny that you mentioned, uh, that we're talking about this because back when I was teaching uh, high school students, one of the main things that I would tell them is that if you want to get a job, a really good job, it's going to be a lot harder for you and a lot more harder for your kids because um, 
you no longer are competing against only people from America or people from your city. When you when you go apply for a job, you're competing from people with people from all over the world. And uh, and it's true. Like you know, slowly and slowly, it's going to become more and more to where we become a, a one world government. You know. Yeah, I mean, I suspect that that's extent, the that's yeah. the at least where it's headed. And even if it's not like, I get like, call me fucking ideological, and I've made this argument before on like other episodes and shit. But I I don't see why it's impossible for everyone to just understand that everyone is a human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I obviously see like the logistics of it, where certain people in certain areas like have been they're married to like a specific ideology that's not compatible with everyone else. Yeah. But like, if we could just give them some LSD, man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, man. I, I don't a, know. Like, that's a whole different topic right there. Right. Let's dose the world. Just fucking. No, I, uh, no but it, I think about though. it. You, you give LSD to the wrong person. Yeah. You can create kills. a fucking Hitler. Yeah. It goes and kills, you know, half of humanity. So, um, yeah, was that, that's kind of happened with, um, uh, Moctezuma. They were uh, they wouldn't take LSD, but they would take um, psilocybin. No, psilocybin oh, mushrooms. Yeah, psilocybin mushrooms was part of their part of their uh, way of talking to God. Mm-hmm. Like whenever Moctezuma had a problem, he would um, take the mushrooms, go on this journey to talk to God, and then come Vision back and say, yeah. "Oh, he said to kill ten thousand of the women tomorrow," and then he would you know go and fucking sacrifice these sacrifice people. these all these people. So. Um, yeah, I it's, mean, I it's guess... It's hard to say. It's hard to say what psilocybin would do to, to like, the world. Uh, yeah, 100% I agree. But I, I I don't... I think that there's enough information for us to, like, really get together and have a fucking legit conversation about, mm-hmm. like, how we can gear towards, like, a united human front where, like, we understand that, yeah, everyone fucking has to have, you know, like, their basic needs met and everything. Like, Yeah. There's... I fucking don't see a reason why other than the people that are in control mm-hmm. of like giant corporations of the government. Yeah. All these other stuff are just like, nah, we make more money from war. Fuck it. Yeah. No. Nah. Which is kind of fucking true. Yeah, that's true. Like, that, that's, that's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. But like, nobody, how do you, how do you like, let's say you meet up like Obama walking right now, obviously, or even, I mean, not even Obama, like any president yeah. walking right now and, um, or former president, whatever, like, you would probably like not challenge them, talk about those topics because you just you're just like fuck. That's fucking Obama's here. Like yeah. You, so just think about like the psychology behind behind that, and it really that's what I'm saying. Going back to the leaders of tomorrow, like the leaders of tomorrow are gonna be the ones talking out loud and expressing these these things to where now it becomes the the conversation in the room and. Um, yeah, I think that's where the power lies. The power lies in being able to wake up people and make them understand like what's really going on. Where are the, where are the opportunities for this world? Where are the opportunities? What what can they do specifically? Not just go vote. Like that's one thing, right? But like more than that, what is it they can really really do to help out your uh, your community? And what is it that you have to? Who are the people you have to support that are going to change the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's it, the way I see it. it. I don't know. It has to be some sort of powerful force that can inspire even like the laziest or most procrastinating yeah. motherfuckers. I feel like not so much that people don't care because I, I, I'm sure a lot of people care, but not a lot of people fucking do anything about it. Yeah. You know, well, and I'm a victim of that too myself. Like I don't, you know, like I say all this shit and make all these observations, but 
what do I really do to try well, to act on them? That's like your that. role, though. Yeah. That don't don't um, undermine that role because that role is very important. You being the observer and being able to communicate that, even whether it's to a thousand people or to a million people, it's it's gonna make a difference. So don't. Uh, it's like your impact. Um, you'll never be able to know how much impact you actually created, but with you actually being conscious of it and expressing it and talking about it, it's gonna even if it just even if it just one person listens to this show and starts questioning, you know, the things that we're talking about. That right there, that one person can go out there and and talk to a few people, and and it just you never know who that person's gonna, you know. Yeah, like reach out to or reach like out who, to. who you end up touching. Like, yeah, so. Snowball effect. Yeah, but at the end of the day, there's the, the like the notion is uh, talk is cheap is true. We do have to create more action. We do have to be, we have to put ourselves in the position of power. That's where money comes in. Yeah, and uh, we have to be at a point where our voice is being heard by the right people that are going to support us to lead us into that utopian existence. existence. And I, and I and don't, that, f- yeah. I don't fucking think that it's out of the question. You know, like it's. I, I just don't accept that. And then for when I, a lot of the times when I have these types of conversations with people, they all ultimately chalk it up to like, that's just the way things are. And it's like, no, that's just the way things are right now. Yeah. Because we're agreeing to fucking play by these weird rules that have been established that. Yeah. What are the fuck, who do they, who do they really benefit? The people that own like uh fucking Lockheed Martin, people yeah. that own all these like fucking weapons manufacturing companies and shit. Like that's yeah. who they really fucking profit or who mm-hmm. they really benefit, excuse me. Or, or, you know, like the fucking people that are knocking down different countries that are like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to use our own gold. And they're like, actually, no, you're not. And you're going to fucking bow down to this bank or whatever the fuck. His daughter. And yeah. Yeah. You know, man, it's crazy, but because be, being in the U.S. is almost like a, it almost makes you lazy being in the U.S. 100%. Because, because we, have, we have everything. We literally have everything we want, like at our fingertips, whether you're poor or not, like you literally have a good life. Like, think about the the person that has the least in your in your like. Let's think about your one of your friends that has like had a bad growing up, had you know almost nothing maybe, you know very humble. Yeah. Think about how cool their life was. Either way, you know, we have so much in this country that it's really hard to be to appreciate the things you get conditioned, and that's why you have people coming in from different parts of the world, and then all of a sudden becoming super mega successful. You know, a lot of the billionaires that live in, a lot of the billionaires that um, uh, are from the U.S., um, a good percentage of them uh, are immigrants, you know, self-made. So it just, they see a different uh, opportunity when they come to the U.S., but, but because they don't, they've never, all these opportunities that we have, we take them for granted. We become, you know. Complacent. Complacent. We become lazy. And we don't take the action because we feel like it's always going to be here. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. Just let's just destroy it. Let's just destroy the world. Start over. <laughs> New, <laughs> nuclear war. It's a it's a button for the future AI. Right. It's like literally a button. Just turn it on it's right like, now. You know, it's like when when the Nintendo. Did you ever play Nintendo? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I played the sixty four and the Super Nintendo. I'm almost sure they had it and too, like, but I remember that I remember for sure the Nintendo. I'm um, talking about and. Nintendo... Like the, the gray the, one? The Super NES, was it called? The red one? The red and gray it one? It was gray with a little red Nintendo logo on the front. Yeah, that's that's the NES yeah, one. My first one, my, actually, my dad took us to Toys R Us in Chicago. And I was probably about four or five years old. And uh, they bought it for 
they bought it for us. It was it was exactly ninety nine dollars. Came out to one oh eight with taxes and everything. Yeah. And it came with uh, two video games. One was Super Mario, and the other one was um, Duck Hunt. Yeah, dude, Duck Hunt was the shit. Yeah, but anyways, it, what my point is saying that there was a on the actual console si- yeah. console had like a little reset button, right? So anytime you would lose, you'd be like, fucking press the reset button. <laughs> Just start all over. Start all over. So, yeah. No, I think I honestly think we have it good, man. I yeah, mean, I, I fucking agree. I still feel bad for like a lot. I mean, I just went to Cairo, Egypt. There's 42 million people in that area of Cairo. Not in Cairo, but like the surrounding cities and like it's all connected at the end of the day. Like you, yeah. know, you, don't, you just don't know when you go from one city to another. It's just all connected. But there's 42 million people living there and the majority of them I'm talking about I mean, I wouldn't be able to put a percentage at the top of my head, but like a good 80%, you know, are living in, in harsh conditions and they're happy. You know, you see the people, they're happy. The locals are happy. There's a lot of people out in the, like in the street. There's so many people. It's so crazy, man. There's just people everywhere. There's no, it almost, it almost got to a point where I started getting anxiety of like everywhere I would look, I'd see a person. Like there was no control. Yeah. There was no way I can get being, I'm so used to being by myself that when I was, Surrounded by too many people. Too many people. I was like, damn, this is like never, it's never ending. People just popping out left, right, everywhere. Can't even look up, bro. It's, trust you, you look up, there's like, there's, you know, obviously they, they it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Mexico, the FA, like there's, they built up, there's a lot of um, apartment complexes yeah. and which are unfinished. Some of them are unfinished, but they still live in there. Like it's just, it's just crazy. And there's cars everywhere. Damn. But yeah, you go there into these countries and like they're like, man, dude, like they have it hard compared to us. They have it like really hard. Was it f- like hot as fuck? Um, I mean, I went there during a good time. It was, um, I like, think it was Novemberish. Maybe oh, so it was maybe like Laredo, more or less, like the temperature at least. Yeah, it was like Laredo weather. Okay, like um, I would say seventy to eighties every day. But you know, probably in the summer, I'm sure they're fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. Yeah. So, but anyways, the my point being is like. They have it really hard, man. And um, we're going to get to a point where these countries are able to use these new technologies and everything gets cheaper and more accessible. And you're going to be able to solve the majority of the problems that they have. Um, not all of them, but at least a, a good amount. Good you amount, know? you know, to where it's like livable and uh, people feel happy and content with their lives. But I think USA has it harder, man, as far as, as far as like, we're so conditioned to how good we have it that we want more. Yeah. If you think about it, like now, like me growing up, like one of the first things that I wanted was like, I wanted to have my own house and I wanted to have like cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just the, the usual, like, yeah, you know, but, wants. Yeah. But nowadays, like to, I think Duncan Trussell was talking about this, how um, nowadays, like in order for you to have a house, you have to, both you and your wife had to have jobs. Yeah. Right? Like, you have, need two incomes, like, average incomes, right, to be able to afford a decent house and a car payment and cable and Wi-Fi and, and cell phone use. Do you need all that? No, but that's, those are, like, that's, like... That's, like, the standard The of standard living, of living yeah. here. So that's the way, that's what's preached to us. That's what, the, like, that's what's saying, like, it's a cult. In a way, it's a cult, like, because you're, you're preached this and you, you embody this and you want to live this. And... Now your kids are growing up by themselves. Thankfully, Susie has never had to have a job. You know, I don't know how we pulled that off, but um, 
she was always, she, we both had our responsibilities, like Susie take care of the kids, and I was in charge of providing for the family. Yeah. Right. And up until, the, to the, up until today, like, that's been the way we've done it, but we did it by chance and by... Hard work, man. Hard work. Not just chance, hard yeah. work. Yeah, but as far as like, we didn't know that was the right way to go, though. Yeah, you were just doing it. We were right. just doing it because we felt like, damn, dude, it's gonna, we're going to pay all this money for nannies? Fuck that. Like, babe, just stay. That little extra money you're going to make is a difference. It's not going to be worth for you to struggle and go to work and do all this. Like, And then less time with the kids. Less time with the kids and all that. So yeah. we just thought, like, okay, it's a better opportunity for our, for our kids to have their mom at arm's reach. Yeah. You know, at least one of us is there, whether we have, you know, uh, the things that we need. That's secondary, but the way the way it is right now is like people are living their uh, you know they're taking the kids to daycare, they're growing up with other people, and then if you look at daycare centers, I mean I don't want to critique or criticize any daycare centers, but I, never, I really never took my kids to a daycare center. But from what I understand, it's not the best way to raise a kid, especially in their first four years of life, you know, which yeah. is the most important years, formative years, yeah, dude. yeah. So. How fucking crazy was that episode, though? Oh, dude, that was ridiculous, bro. I'm so glad you sent it to me. Dude, I fucking... Yeah, dude, Duncan Trussell, dude, he's... he's Duncan Trussell with Joy Diaz, right? Yeah, the the church of what's happening now. The church of what's happening right now. It was such a fucking good episode. They got into... You've been to LA, right? Have you ever been to the comedy store there? Mm, No. I mean, um, I might have. I don't know. I mean... Nah, I think you would know if you've been. It's like a fucking... It's a thing, like... Mm-hmm. All the fucking biggest comics are there. Like every, mm. like fucking Dave Chappelle will just walk in and start oh, doing wow. comedy and shit, like that type of shit. No, but I haven't been there then. They they were they talked about like some crazy shit there that I think is pretty like it makes sense to me. Well, the the premise of the whole conversation was that because the comedy store makes like all these like great comics and it you know like harbors like this specific like energy or whatever yeah that it's like it has it it's like its own entity almost or whatever oh yeah i believe that right have you ever been to any place like that like where you feel like whoa like there's like some energy here or something i mean every excuse me honestly i'm very in tune with um feeling energy so even um every every place has its own energy um, are you talking about like dark energy? I don't know, just in general, like a, a shift to where like you notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, the majority of the time, me me personally, I'm very conscious of energy. So that's one of the reasons that I like being in places that I that I uh, myself have harnessed that energy. Yeah, you know. So yeah, man, that's the one that that is so that is so true. Like. If, if you do not like, it's, it's like some of you guys might have um, gone through this, but you don't actually consciously think about it or engrave it as as truth because yeah. it's it's so it's tabooish to talk about. Yeah, in a way, you know. But like, if you walk into a room and you have a f- different feeling, some of you are like, oh, maybe the, I don't know, like you you have this intuition that something was going on there, and it's true. Like there is a different energy there. That energy is communicating to you. Not through a verbal way, not through a visual way, but through an energy. It's like an energy. Yeah, like you fucking feel that. Yeah, you feel that energy. So, but like I'm trying to think of an actual moment where it was, uh, I'm trying to tie it into Aliens at the Border here. Well, okay, what was, I got a good one. What's been, like, have you ever been into a place where you felt like, whoa, this feels weird, like ominous almost, or like scary or dark? 
Have you ever been to anything like that? Um, I'm trying to think. I went, I went, honestly, I went blank right now. It's one of those. We forgot hmm. to take the alpha brain, dude. Yeah, I need to take the alpha brain by on it. Shout out to Aubrey. Or for real. Um, damn it. Damn it. I know I got one for you. Um, let's get back to that one. Uh, I have a good one, but let me just really let it sit yeah. back there. Or whatever. There's that thing. Honestly, I think the 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 real uh, reason is there's so many. Yeah. That I'm trying to figure out which is the one to to, to explain. Uh, I will tell you this though: when I was um, in uh, Iceland, we were um, driving. It was about a four hour drive from our place that we're staying, our Airbnb, to the destination that we wanted to get to, and we wanted to get there by sunrise right so we took off like at 1 a.m to get there like at 5 a.m damn yeah and as we're driving out all of a sudden we're like the only people on the road and it's 1 a.m in the morning and it's a huge mercedes van it fits about 15 people and we're about eight in there and i'm filming this by the way maybe we can cut a clip in here but um um I'm filming this just to get like vlog footage and like, you know, it's just exciting. Like yeah, we're all yeah. excited. Most of us have not slept because we've been, we were, we're only there for four days. So we wanted to explore. So do as much as possible. So um, long story short is there's a point where I start talking to the, to the entire crew and I'm talking about um, um, Duendes. Gnomes. Yeah. Gnomes. Gnomes. gnomes yeah. Goblins. And um, oh, ta- yeah, sure. talking to them, I'm, I'm telling them how the majority of people in Iceland believe in, in gnomes. You know, one out of two people have seen them or believe in them or have are associated with somebody that's seen them. And they're all, like, just making fun of me. Like, they're like, what, are you crazy? Like, no, it's like it's real. Like, it's really, it's, this is a magic. thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a, you know, so I'm telling them about all these stories about how how there's laws in place to make sure to protect the gnomes in Iceland. Yeah. That, you know, there were, there were you know, they're actually part of, the, you know, it's, it's legal, it's illegal to build in some places because of because of gnomes. And they don't, none of these believe in it. They, they're almost like mocking it. And at that time, as they're mocking it, we just like get bombarded by the snowstorm, like to the point where the snow was like going like, um, like it was literally like it's, it's running into you. It's not falling down. Yeah. That's how, that's how bad it was. So we start kind of like getting a little bit weirded out. And uh, Sam is driving. One of our, one of the girls with us was, she was, she was, a, she was a driver. All the guys, she was the one driving. And Sam's driving. She had been the official driver just because, you know, everybody else is working and getting shots, but she was the one in charge of driving. But anyways, she's driving and she's like, ah, she's like making fun of the gnomes and that. Like, nah, like bullshit is that, whatever, whatever. I'm like I'm serious, and as 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 the more they make fun of it, like the more the weird things start happening, and uh, we get to a point where all of a sudden um, Sam is we're in the there's two lanes, and then there's a shoulder like a small shoulder, so we're in the we're in the left lane, right? The right lane's already filled up with snow, and then as the closer you get to the shoulder, you know it's just piles, piles of snow. Yeah. So we're on this left lane, the inner lane, and slowly, like, Sam starts shifting to the right, and she go- runs into the second lane, right? And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Like, hey, like, go back to the left. And then she, like, kind of, like, gets off this trance and goes back to the left. And I'm like, hey, why? You got- you stay on the left. Don't don't go to the right. I'm telling you, like, stay on the left. And everybody's like, at this time, everybody's kind of, like, like, what the like fuck? shook, a little bit yeah. shook, right? Because we're driving, like, 50, 60 miles an hour yeah, yeah. in this snowstorm. And if, it feels faster when you have snow hitting you in the face. Uh, well, not a face, but in the windshield. Yeah. And um, 
So maybe like 30 seconds pass, she's back in the, in the left lane. And then slowly she starts drifting to the right again. And I'm like, hey, Sam, like, stay on the left, stay on the left, stay on the left. And she doesn't listen. She keeps going to the right, going to the right. And all of a sudden she, like, panics and then goes to the left. But, like, everybody's, at this point, everybody's, like, shook. Like, hey, are you okay? Are you, what's, what's going on? Like, she had, at, the, at that point, she was, she, it almost felt like she was possessed. What the fuck? And she, so she's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. She's, like, yelling at everybody, like, yeah, just... Like chill out. I got this. Like I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I don't. Uh, I don't know what I was doing, but I'm fine. We keep going. I'm filming all this, by the way, and uh, I'm, behi- I'm right behind her, so I'm like behind the behind the driver. So I'm like, oh, like a little like looking like over, looking like yeah, yeah seatbelt on, and everything, and everybody at this point is just like, what like the in fuck, panic yeah. mode, and um, dude, like 30 seconds later, she starts doing it again, and she can't communicate to us while she's doing this like, what the fuck like we're talking to her we're and telling so her fucking... like hey stay on the left stay on the left she's like she keeps going right she keeps going right she, to the point where she hit like we literally went out to the, the to, snow yeah went out to the side of the snow and gerard was on the on the on the, dri- on the passenger side he um grabbed the wheel um held the wheel controlled the wheel took out her, took out of her hand and we ended up hitting a uh a, a, a pole Oh shit! Yeah, and thankfully by that time we had already been slowed down by the snow, so we didn't. We, we didn't, weren't going that fast. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't going that fast at that moment. Uh, the moment of impact wasn't 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 hard, but like the fact that we were like going off road and in the middle of Iceland, where you can't you can't even see. There's no there's no. Yeah, it's just fucking dark and it's snow. just dark, dark and snow. So, but Dude. I felt the energy there, like shift when they started making fun of gnomes bro like i literally felt that and i was like hey stop like i was i, I was literally saying like hey this is real like don't don't be messing around with this is like real this is legit shit this is legit shit like we're in their home we're in their country you're fucking being dicks yeah respect them and uh, i feel i really felt that she got possessed by that's fucking by dude, a fucking what the gnome. fuck that's mm-hmm. crazy you have footage of all this shit? i have footage of all this man dude, you gotta show me all this yeah. this is fucking insane. actually yesterday i was going over it because i'm trying to break down the videos that I need to edit to put up on my YouTube channel based on all the travel I did um, the yeah, last... Digital Jeff. Yeah, Digital Jeff channel. So um, I got about about six videos that I need to finish. And uh, they're all interesting in, in that sense. Yeah, man. Dude, what the fuck? That's wild. Yeah, but the energy is, is, uh, is everywhere. Dude, one out of two people have seen gnomes or know someone that's seen gnomes, and you know me, and I've seen one. Yeah, there we go. What's up? What's up? So this is two for two right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Fuck, man. Now I kind of want to go to Iceland, too. So we're planning on going to Ush Village yeah. in April. So that's going to be fucking crazy. What is it like over there? Like, did you fucking... Is it just like... So Usha Village is... Um, those that do not know about Usha Village, it's a, it's, it's like a, this small village in Honduras. I think the city is called La Ceiba. If I'm not mistaken. Is that like after after Dr. Sabian shit or what? Or? No, let's say, nah. Oh, Doc, okay. Actually, like a lot of people don't even know, don't even know about Usha Village in Honduras. Really? Yeah, like a lot of people are it's not aware. It's like a big thing? No, it's oh, more popular for people. Like outside of Honduras. Yeah, people go into Honduras to go visit this village. And uh, it was founded by Dr. Sabi, uh, Alfredo Bowman, that's his name. And Alfredo Bowman uh, was one of the, was uh, one of the people that left Honduras to the U.S., came to the U.S., and then over the course of like 20 years, he became he became obese, he became um, diabetic, high blood pressure, 
He was um, what's it called? He had a um, few other diseases or illness problems, or illness, yeah. illness that are common with the with Americans. So he ended up going to all these doctors. Nobody could cure him, and then he ended up uh, kind of giving up. He found this doctor in Mexico. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name now. But the doctor in Mexico told him, "If you want to, like, if you want to survive or live another year or two, um, you have to stop eating." <laughs> Anyways, he stopped eating. He was, he ended up fasting for like an excess amount of days. I think he fasted for like 85 days in total. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, throughout this process, he learned about healing yourself, healing your body. And the next 50, 60 years of his life were devoted for him healing other people, which he ended up um, healing a lot of people from AIDS, healed a lot of people from cancer, healed a lot of people from sickle cell, from lupus, from diabetes, high blood pressure. Like diabetes, high blood pressure for him were like the easy ones. Yeah, like quick. Like, yeah, yeah, just don't eat. Yeah, stop Simple. eating. Stop eating sugar. <laughs> stop eating sugar. Get on this diet. Drink water. Yeah. So he ended up getting thrown out of the U.S. because um, back in the '80s, when when AIDS was a big, um, when it was popping, when it was popping, it was like a, you know people were a lot of people were dying of AIDS. Yeah. Um, he was the one that brought in this this cure, and he put a huge, uh, I think it was like a one page ad on the New York Times and said. Uh, Dr. Sabi's uh, cure for AIDS has cured X, X amount of people, yada, yada, yada. You know, and then had a phone number there and everything. Come and then, see me. Yeah, come see me pretty much. And uh, he knew that when he put that out that they were going to come for him. <laughs> so the feds show up the next day to his office and they shut him down and they throw him in jail. And uh, they say that now in order for him to... to um, he needs to prove himself innocent of this, and he has to prove them to the Supreme Court that um, he took it all the way to the Supreme Court to the point where he had to bring in at least a minimum of, like, I think 10 people that had been cured by AIDS. He ended up bringing over 80 people. So he wins the case, and after the case, he ends up um, deciding to leave back to Honduras to build this village where he's going to heal people. But by this time, he had, an, he had notoriety already. Like, he was, he was working with a lot of celebrities, um, he was working with a lot of people with, um, you know, bad habits, drug addicts, stuff like that. So he was able to build this village in Honduras called Usha, where he healed, you know, thousands and thousands of people in the last, um, I think it was founded in the, like in 87, if I'm not mistaken. 87? Yeah. Oh, shit. 87, yeah. Okay. I might be wrong with the years, but I think it was around 87. And um, I got to go there um, in April of last year. And now we're, we're supposed to go this April... 24th, did I say? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We're still up on the dates, depending if we're going to go with the group or if we're going to go alone. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's like a whole cleansing type experience, right? Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're not going because we're, we're sick. It's more about we're going for the experience and learning about preventing. I'm going to go and throw up for a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> duck plant. Yeah, there's, a, there's this thing um, it's called the duck plant. And then... Uh, Jeff was actually telling me about it. So that's how I learned about it. And uh, Documentary coming out. Yeah, documentary coming out soon. Keep your eyes peeled for that. And essentially, you eat the plant and it fucking purges your body of like all this bullshit, right? What does yeah. it purge exactly? Do you know? Well, it purges anything that's not natural to the body. So anything that your body has held in that's a toxin is going to find it. And then it's pretty much, you know what, you know, the way, the way, the, the easiest way I can explain this 
is like, you know when um, you grab a dirty dish, like a, let's say a plate yeah. full of spaghetti or yeah, whatever, yeah. and it's already dry. Let's, let's pretend it's already dry. Like the spaghetti stuck on there. Yeah, like fucking, so, yeah. So that, that, that's the inside of your body, the plate, and then all spaghetti is the toxins. And the duck plant, what it does, it comes in and it literally, um, it's kind of like soap and scrubs off. All that then, bullshit. All that bullshit. And then it comes out, it purges out through any any way they can purge. Even through sweat, you start sweating, you start um, purging through everywhere. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And I have all, I have it all on, on film. So I saw coming, some of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's coming out, but yeah, it, it's actually something that I recommend people do at least once or twice a year because, um, just everything that we eat, like everything we, we ingest has something that's not natural, whether you're eating or buying stuff from whole foods or like, you know, the most organic stuff you can think of, like already has something that's not natural to our body. So it's good to cleanse yourself out. And I probably lost like, ever since then, I've lost like about 15 pounds, 15, 20 pounds that I've been able to keep off. Like it's not fluctuated or anything like that. Yeah, you just stayed constant now. Yeah, I think at that time where I, when I took the duck plan, I was like a 180. And then uh, the day after I was like a 170. Damn. But uh, since then I've been going down like a pound or two just because my body, I feel like my body started working more Efficiently, efficiently. Yeah. yeah, and um, I'm at 158 now. I've just been a bit. I've been at 158 for at least uh, almost a year now. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's almost April again, yeah. so it's almost the whole fucking yeah. year. It's almost the whole year. That's fucking crazy. So, so that's something I'm looking forward to, and I just want to do it to. I don't know. I feel like it's. I just want to go through it, see what happens. Yeah, man. It'll see, be, what, see what the difference is. Oh man, it'll change your life for sure. You'll never see the. You never look at food the same way again. <laughs> I mean, I, probably not after all that fucking puking. Yeah, well, you know, it, you know when you drink tequila, for, like too much tequila. Yeah, you never want you you never want to drink tequila. Just again? the smell of it is like yeah, fuck. So that's what happens with the dog plant. As you're purging, you're getting these visual like flashes of what you ate two three years ago that was still in your body as it's coming out. Oh fuck. Yeah. So you never see like the way you see a nasty burger, like I'm saying nasty as in like. Delicious, yeah, like burger. it's fucking badass. Like, but yeah, it's like it's like huge nasty burger. The way you envision it, like right now, is not the way you're gonna envision it or see it or perceive it after after you take the duck plant. You're like, oh shit, I'm not gonna do that. I'm good. I'm good. Or even uh, people that smoke cigarettes, smoke a lot of cigarettes. After they do this, they don't even want to touch a cigarette. That's badass, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's yeah. kind of it's, it's a little scary just because like f- I fucking hate throwing up. But yeah, I'm fucking. Down. If you hate throwing up, it's even scarier, I think. But uh, me, I I um I've had thrown up so many times throughout my life. Uh, I had this. Uh, well, one of the reasons I actually went was because I had a a condition of um that I can never fix. It was a it was this um allergy that would congest my. Sinus, all my sinus, and it was like an everyday thing since ever since the seventh grade, all the way to last year. I had I have really bad sinus, and um, that's one of the main reasons that I went there. Yeah, because I wanted to heal that. And shit, you not man. As soon as I went through that process, never again have I had allergies. Like not taking Allegra, haven't taken any allergy medicines. Ridiculous, bro. So yeah, it's a it's a mucus free lifestyle. That's what they call it. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So you don't have mucus. So you know, in the mornings, like if you um, 
most of most of us will wake up with like what are they called um on your eyes like um like eye boogers or whatever eye boogers yeah yeah like that doesn't happen anymore or you don't have to even like I do knock on wood there's no wood around here but um I haven't gotten sick since then I haven't gotten a cold I haven't gotten nothing not even like a stomach stomach ache nothing nothing it's just like my body is working more efficiently with everything any but I mean I mean you're also eating like fairly healthy though yeah I'm eating very healthy to be honest no I don't want to say very healthy because I still drink beer <laughs> I drink a lot of beer <laughs> dude beer's fucking great man yeah I like ha- I like having a glass of beer every every, every once in a yeah every now and then yeah but um, as far as healthy, like I don't need uh, any red meats. I don't. A lot of the fruits and vegetables that I eat are are native. They're not hybrids, um, which is something that I'm that I'm gonna be talking about in the documentary. And how to choose between your fruits and vegetables. There's good fruits and bad fruits, just like anything. And um, yeah, man, this is like that. All it all it's all lifestyle at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't just fucking, you know, like continue being the way that you've always been, I mm-hmm. guess, right? It, mm-hmm. it helps you change and shit. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so... But I'm, I'm super looking forward to that. Apart from the fact that, like, it's going to be a crazy experience, like, it's... I think, like, from at least from what you sent, like, on all the beaches and stuff from Honduras, mm-hmm. that was pretty oh, cool, Oh, dude, it's amazing. This, some of the nicest beaches in the world. Like, if not the nicest. Like, I've been to a lot of beaches, like, damn, I was blown away by some of the beaches there. Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beaches. Do you need a pause? Well, I'm not pretty record we could record here. The other camera. The other cam. The other robot. Two robots looking at us right now. Technically they're robots that record and tell us what happened in the past. <laughs> For real, right? <laughs> I th- you ever think about how crazy like pictures and videos are? Yeah. Like, how does that even work? Like, it just... Well, it's 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 saving... Uh, it's finding... The, the technology is saving light transmissions onto a either piece of paper or now in digital. Yeah, like a, a sensor. F- a fucking... It's so crazy, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I That would always freak me out. Like, not freak me out, but make me think, like... This is pretty insane. insane. CDs would all, would also think are pretty crazy because it's like, yeah, the fuck is like a mirror thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's even crazier when you see the what's it called the the records. Oh yeah, the vinyl ones. The vinyl. That record. one kind of makes sense though because like you can see like the grooves or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But like, it still doesn't really make that much sense. It doesn't make much sense. <laughs> Nothing makes sense, bro. No, not really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. The re- the, the future's coming. This is the future. Yeah. Alright, so we're, we're going back to the To the end of the world End of the world? Yeah, dude Which is another one What's another theory here? End of the world theories End of the world theories Global or I don't know about global warming But climate change Does that like That's the the term now, right? Or whatever Well, climate change can happen instantly We get hit by a uh, asteroid I guess that's true An asteroid another one. No, but like climate change specifically Especially now Like I don't know, man Like when was the last time That you actually heard like this whole polar vortex thing coming out. Like I've fucking never heard anyone ever mm-hmm. say that before. That's a new term for me. Well, there was a soft disclosure on uh, the after tomorrow with the polar vortex. If you if you go back to the movie, they actually t- explain it during the actual movie. It's fu- like they do, right? Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, they do. But like, but it was it was a movie. 
you know, it was not what you see Heat Wave Bird are talking about. Yeah, you know? dude, the, the thing that I saw was like in Chicago, it's going to be like minus 35 or some shit like that. Yeah. Like 35 below. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's fucking wild. That's like Antarctica or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess it's going back to, is it really the end of the world? I think it's more of end of people living in certain areas of the world. Perhaps. You know? Yeah. All right. Bye, Susie. Susie, our producer is leaving. But I don't know, man. It's just I was thinking about it, and I told you about it yesterday. Like fucking California is burning, mm-hmm. right? Like the south, like the coast, the Gulf Coast is like fucking flooding. Like Houston was underwater and shit. With some cities were underwater over here, but like Corpus, fucking. The east side, there was some floods, right? Like in, I don't know, somewhere in the east coast and shit. Yeah. And it's also fucking freezing northeast and shit. Like, yeah. But is it, okay, so if it's fucking cold in Chicago, how fucking cold is it in Canada? Well, they're only, technically speaking, they're only a lake apart, right? Really? Yeah. It's like the lakes, the Great Lakes, don't, don't they connect to Canada? Am I mistaken here? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, but... My geography parts, sucks. I'm sure parts of Canada are even, like even fucking, colder. What about Alaska, dude? Yeah. Alaska's probably fucking cold. Well, Alaska doesn't... Isn't Alaska cold like 90% of the year? Yeah, Alaska's cold 90% of the year. But like how much colder is it now with this fucking polar vortex thing? I have no idea, man. I honestly haven't kept up with it. But um, I just feel like um, people are going to make the decision whether to live there or not. So if you think about... I mean, even U.S., like... Even though it's not the biggest country, there's still if you just drive down like 83 or 35 or any of these highways, in, you know, there's just a lot of empty ass space. There's a lot of empty ass space. The fucking population of the planet can fit in Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so like, isn't that isn't that fucking crazy? That is fucking crazy. So that's what I'm saying. So I think it'll be a decision based on society, like where you want to live, and naturally, slowly over the years, people will start saying, you know what, I can't fucking take the cold 80 percent. Yeah, of fuck the this. Year. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go to fucking Florida. I'm gonna go live in uh, in Texas, where it's like just it might be a little bit hot, but it's safe throughout the year. There's no yeah, for the most part, yeah. Like when when did you have to worry about a tornado here? Never, never. They they they'll, they'll fucking sound the alarm, but like it's yeah. Like the only time that I've the only time that it sucks to be in South Texas is in the heat of the summer. Yeah, when it's like 100, 100 degrees, hundred fucking twenty. Nah, I don't know about hundred and twenty. I mean, it's been like it's been one twenty before. Yeah, it maybe, maybe when you walk inside your in your car, your vehicle, you gotta crack the windows. Yeah, man. Even even then, dude. Like, if you don't have an AC at that time, oh, you don't have an AC. Yeah, you won't survive summer here. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, but you know, there's there's places that uh, around the world that are that are um, that are nice to live throughout the year, man. Think about like um, Honduras. Like it's literally seventy degrees there year round. That's crazy. Yeah, people are t- people are trying to leave, uh, you know, come to the U.S. from Honduras, and I'm like, damn, dude, just more you're going over there. Yeah, stay here, dude. You don't want to go over there. People are yeah. crazy. It's, but but yeah. I think one of the the biggest ones again that can end the world is probably climate change. I mean, we always hear people saying like, it's just gonna be fucking hotter and hotter and hotter, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna fucking survive. Well, like they had given what like maybe ten years left before we irrevocably. I can't fucking say that word. Somebody use a different one. Before we 
changed the atmosphere so much that we can't do anything about it, and then we're fucked. Yeah, then right? we're fucked. Yeah. So what the fuck, man? There's that. Non-reversible. Irreversible. Irreversible. Yeah. Irreversible damage to the fucking ecosystem. I mean, one of the things that always freaks me out with, with regards to that is that, like, didn't Japan just bleed, like, fucking nuclear waste into the ocean? Yeah. Like, what's going on with that? Where's Godzilla and shit? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's about to pop out. Right? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure an alligator. It's like the Ninja Turtles, you know? Oh, they fucking turn into Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's that's so funny, right? It's creepy. You think about it, it's like it was nuclear. It was a nuclear waste that gets ingested by a bio, like uh, an iguana or something. Iguana or something. Yeah. And also, it turns into Godzilla ten years later. That could happen. Shit, I don't know, man. But I mean, we're polluting the fuck out of the ocean, though. Yeah, I think uh, one of the main problems that we have right now, aside from you know, climate is um, actually being able to um, farm the right uh, plants and fruits, like the right fruits, Mm -hmm. the right vegetables. Um, The lands that we we farm at are hard to sustain based on how much we pay for them and how much, like, the profit margin is for a farmer. Like, most farmers are struggling right now. And um, they're having to use Mm -hmm. different... Uh, strategies to be able to sustain them, their farms. So when they use these different strategies, they now hinder the quality of the, each, the yield and shit. Yeah, yeah. Each fruit. So imagine, like, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not really sure about the numbers right now, but I'm sure cancer is higher right now than it was two years ago or three years ago or five years ago. And you think it has something to do with, like, the pesticides and all it that has, shit? Yeah, everything's, pretty much everything's connected. Like, when you break down the philosophy of Dr. Sebi into what causes cancer, it's all based on literally what you eat. Like cancer, that I know it's, sense. yeah, cancer is not necessarily just, yeah, you might get cancer because of your, your DNA structure and all your ancestors had cancer before. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, who, like, yeah, that's true. Like who really understands cancer? Like what, yeah. what the fuck, where did it just come from all random? You know? Yeah. Like, mm, well, it's, um, cancer is a form of inflammation. It's what it is. Inflammation and where your cells don't. Divide uncontrollably, no? Yeah. And, your cells cannot no longer uh, li- uh, live, live healthy in that ecosystem. So they start, they pretty much start um, uh, abandoning that part of the body. So then that, p- that, that part of the body cannot heal. So the inflammation gets worse and worse. So um, this philosophy of Dr. Sebi is, is a philosophy to electrify your cells, creates electricity in your cells for you to have energy and for each cell to be at its highest uh, frequency to be able to um, do its job properly, right? So in order for you to cure inflammation, you have to remove all um, starches from your body. You have to remove all... um, all Starches could be a mixture of things that you eat through... um, Anything that's pretty much non, it's called non-natural, I would say. It's hard for me to explain right now for some reason. But um, starch is pretty much what it, what they are is is um, what they use to combine two different fruits into one fruit. Okay. You know what I mean? Biologically, yeah. that's a starch. Starch is needed to be able to combine these into. So instead of like back in back in uh, you know maybe two hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, banana, bananas were this big. 
you know, it's got the burro banana. The burro banana is about this big, and now bananas that you go buy at the grocery store are like, you know, fucking huge. Every year they get bigger. So that's biologically being created in order for us to be able to make bananas at a high scale. We have to change the way that, that like the fucking structure of the it. The structure really. of the banana. So they mix it with different things to be able to make it bigger and like uh, be able to, um, f- so they can farm it faster. And and all of a sudden, you're eating that banana. All right. You're eating the banana, the ba- those, that starch is staying in your body because your body is, is kind of like a library. It has a library of ways to uh, break down foods, right? So naturally, it knows how to break down because of because of the way we have been uh, brought up throughout uh, our ancestors. Yeah. You know, we've been able to, when your your hands touch, like, a, let's say, a mango that you pick from a tree, it knows how to digest that easily, right? But when you go and buy something that's been farmed, it it has to process, like, okay, this, this 95% of the banana, I can process it, but that 5%, I don't know what it is. So it stays in your body because it does not know whether it's energy. Um, and eventually, it's, what it is is starch that that attaches to different parts of your body, which then in turn, over the course of five, ten years of you doing this with every, every day of your life, and then now you start having tumors and, you know, starts affecting different parts of your body. But all it is is inflammation at the end of the day. Damn. Um, yeah, but that's his, that's his philosophy, and it... The way I explained it is not the way it was explained to me. I understand it better than I can explain it. Yeah, so. it's it's always hard to. I mean, it's a fucking. It's a kind of a big, crazy concept. So yeah. I, I wouldn't expect for you to like. Yeah, right off the bat. But it's. I'm trying to break it down to the sense of like where anybody can understand it. Yeah, it's inflammation and it's caused by starch, which comes from everything you eat, from the beer you drink, all the way. I think the only thing that doesn't have starch is probably water. I'm sure there's already waters that have starch, but like sugar, starch, um, every pasta that you eat, every piece of piece of bread um, has starch, and most fruits and vegetables that you go buy, like at Walmart or at HEB, have starch. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so you have to buy. So for example, like um, you have to be able. To, there's a list of fruits and vegetables that I have that I purchase from, and these are specifically fruits and vegetables that can grow out in the bush, like on the, like if I go outside, uh, I can find one of these fruits or vegetables. It doesn't have to be farmed. You know, that's the difference. Like nobody has to take care of it. It can grow, it can grow in your backyard. Yeah. You having to water it, nothing. It's just, it just grows by itself. Okay. So that's how you know it's a native to your, uh, to, to your being, who you are, because they just think about it, like where you grew up, in that area, not where you grew up, but like where your ancestors grew up, they had to um, eat what was available to them, right? They weren't out there farming. Now, eventually it became farming, but like at a certain point, it was only... But even in the farming, it was just like mostly stuff that was around them that they were just like, okay, let's just manage them. You know what I mean? So at a certain point, that started... um, All these fruits and vegetables started being... Uh, chemically, uh, bio—I don't know—I don't know how to say bioengineered. Bioengineered, yeah. yeah, bioengineered. At a certain point, they had to be bioengineered to be able to able to be farmed and scaled at a for like yeah, for like fucking mass farming and mass feeding farming everyone and, uh, and everything. Yeah, well, there's a company I think called was formerly Monsanto. Monsanto yeah, Monsanto. Yeah, Monsanto that they control the seeds. 
And if you want to farm, you have to buy the seed from them. That's crazy. And they and they genetically modify the seeds. Yeah, they they've genetically modified everything, mm-hmm. and they also own like the fucking pesticide and everything, right? Like they. Yeah. It is this whole. It, it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory because it's true, but it's a conspiracy in the sense that it's like not in the mainstream mm-hmm. news or whatever. But like, essentially, that they fucking control like the grain supply and farming. Essentially, it's like yeah, what the fuck? It's a huge company. Yeah. And it's kind of linked to, like, Nazis or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Damn, that's crazy. I haven't really read up to all that, but I just know know that I know what I need to be eating, and I've seen the results, you know. Just be not getting sick, bro. I used to get sick, like, at least once a month. I had a cold or a fever or, like, a flu, something at least once a month. And now, you know, it's just, like, wake up every day, and I feel the same. I feel good. That's badass. Crazy. But, I mean, I don't know about... Um, I don't know if that's ever going to lead to the end of the world. Like, the fact that we farm like that. The, our, our I think, no, I don't think it's the farming and everything again. I think it's just that we we impact nature in such a large way, mostly negatively, mm-hmm. that we'll fucking drain our resources. You know, yeah, we'll drain our finite. resources. Yeah, so definitely. I, I guess there was a documentary I was watching on Netflix about uh, beehives. And that they're like going extinct and they're shit. They're going extinct, like they're just disappearing, and it's just crazy. Like I didn't get to finish watching it. I gotta finish watching it, but it's good. it's the same concept of like us not being natural to our ecosystem, to where we're doing things and introducing chemicals that are affecting the way um, we're able to do this over and over again. And at a certain point, I guess we can't. Kind of like a, a virus on on the earth. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Like the earth is its own organism. <laughs> What's up with Toby? Toby, you want to come out of the show or what? You're freaking out. Well, you got another another theory or no? What do we got? So we've gone over that. I I, th- I still think that nuclear destruction is like one of the be- biggest ones and mostly because there's so many different warring factions that are fighting for power all over the planet. Yeah. Us being one of them, Russia being another one, China... And then there's just like so many countries have gone have the capability of nuclear weapons now. Yeah, like, and big countries, big countries that have like big militaries. What at what point does the technology of nuclear become accessible to just an average person? I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't understand entirely how a nuclear bomb works. I just know that it's like the ability to split an atom and so you fucking create a huge explosion right yeah and so when oppenheimer figured that out in like the (laughs) fucking 30s 40s that's when keep going that's when they discovered how to harness that i don't know how they continuously do that in like a power plant per se or anything like that but shit man it's it's i mean it's like all technology man at at a certain point it becomes um, accessible. Yeah, like I guess there has to be so probably I, like specific equipment that you need for that. Yeah, because I mean, North Korea has been trying to do it, and everyone's like, "No, don't do it." What the fuck is going on with North Korea now? That now Trump was like, "Hey, you're cool." So like, is I there? I don't know, man. I think there. I think like North Korea is kind of one of those like silent haters, but re- really wants to be your homie. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, they're <laughs> North Korea and South Korea are cool now, aren't they? Like, yeah. Well, I don't know about 
You see, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like Didn't that's what you see in the news. Together and shit? That's what you see in the news, but yeah, I don't, I don't trust that guy. Shit, I mean, I hardly trust our own fucking president. But yeah, I don't trust our president either. He's out here trying to build walls and shit. Yeah, freezing the fucking government over that. The government shutdown's been crazy. Yeah, it has been crazy for a lot of, especially here in Laredo, since there's so many border patrols. Yeah, man. Like, I have at least like 20, 30 friends on that are border patrols. Dude, for sure. Minimum, man. probably more. We have fucking neighbors and shit that are yeah. like border patrolling. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, and it's the longest that it's ever gone. Well, hear, did you hear about Joshua Tree? What about it? That but there's only eight park rangers in Joshua Tree. Yeah. And because of the... The cut, the shutdown? The shutdown, they weren't able to patrol... Um, for about 30, 20 days, something like that. And during those days, there was so much damage being done to the to the parks and yeah. to, to these areas that it's going to take 300 years to rebuild what was damaged. What? Yeah. Like just people went in there and fucked it up? Or yeah, people were like just doing crazy shit there. Damn, that sucks. I was planning on going there this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can still go, but there's a lot of parts that are, that are um, vandalized. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks, man. I read an article, like literally... Crying, I was like, "Damn, man! Like, why do why do people do this? Like, it's how's your experience at Joshua Tree? Um, you know, that's one of those places where you can feel the energy. Um, Joshua Tree, it's uh, it's close to a vortex, actually, from what I understand. And if you go to certain parts of Joshua Tree, there's like huge rocks that are stacked up on on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not talking about these rocks that are probably the size of like. I don't know, like the size of cars, maybe. Oh shit! Yeah, like huge rocks, and uh, you can climb these rocks. You can hike these rocks. I actually hiked a few of them, and um, and it was there's the we were actually taking. We had just taken uh, San Pedro, so we're like San Pedro gives you like a little hallucinations, I guess, a little bit. Not too, not too, not too much. At least from from what I took, and uh, we're hiking, and we get to the top of these rocks. And um, I was just looking out to to the distance and seeing how these rocks are formed on top of each other, and like, damn, how do they? How do these rocks? How do these rocks end up on top of each other? Because it looked like they all kind of just crashed together and they started building themselves up and shit. Yeah. So I came to the conclusion during that time that at a certain point, all this was underwater, and these rocks were moved by the water, and one rock eventually was like a like a dam right where it stops the other rock and then that those two rocks now stop the third rock and then it just keeps piling up yeah and a certain at a certain time throughout you know millions of years as the water is drying out and this land now becomes you can actually see it now you can see now you can see the rocks you know all the way stacked up that was my conclusion that i came up with i'm not i don't even know that's true or not i don't don't know (laughs) But I'm not a geologist. Yeah, I me mean, neither. But that's kind of like a question I came up with. But I just felt that there was a lot of... Um, I, you even felt the actual trees had a lot of energy, like those trees. It almost felt like there was uh, homies hanging out with you there. That's crazy. Yeah. I w- I'm trying to go there. I want to go there later on this year. It's like we're planning um, a couple of different trips. Like that. I went to Honduras in April. Mm-hmm. I probably want to go to Joshua Tree like sometime, I don't know, maybe in like June or... July, maybe for my birthday. Mm-hmm. That'd be I'm great. Go check it out there. Oh, that'd be great, man. Yeah. Well, my friend is throwing an event there. I have two things going on this year that are big. One of them, well, I'm, it's not even me. I'm going to these events. I'm yeah. not throwing them. Yeah. But uh, my friend Daniel's throwing an event in March. 
So in Joshua Tree. Nice. And um, it's a very it's very private for maybe about 15, 20 people. Uh, maybe more. I don't know. I, I forgot it. I forgot to ask him the numbers. But um, he's throwing the event there in Joshua Tree, and it's it's more of a spiritual. Um, like a spiritual retreat type a, yeah, of thing. Yeah, spiritual retreat. So there's gonna be a shaman there. There's gonna be different things. So if you're interested in that, you know, or anybody interested in that, let me know. I'll hook Dude, you I'm guys interested up. in that. Yeah. What the fuck? Are you and going to that? I might. Go, I'm. I don't, you know, I don't know. I feel so in tune right now that you're like, yeah, I don't really need it. Not that I don't really need it. I think it's always good to have a tune, like a, it's like a guitar. You know, fine yeah, tune it, tune it up, tune it up, but. I just feel right now like the music is coming out all right. So you're good. You're good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for now at least. I'll see how I feel in March. And then in September, this is I'm actually part of. We're doing a Leaders Create Leaders event in Sedona. And in Sedona, there's actually there's an actual vortex there. So we're doing a. Um, it's also very similar in the sense of like spiritual, but it's, there's there's gonna be music and there's gonna be. Uh, food and there's gonna be like it's gonna be like a little festival. Okay, cool. So that'll be the first, and there's gonna be speakers talking. September about, the first? Not September first. It'll be like uh, I think the third week of September. Oh, okay, okay. But you're gonna have a couple of days going on, or what? Yeah, it'll be like a two day, three day thing. Cool. I'm not sure on the details right now yet, but I'll announce him when I know. Yeah, that should be fun. I've been wanting to go to Sedona for a long time, man. I've never been there. Yeah. I don't even know where it is. Is it? In it's in Arizona. I was gonna say Arizona. Yeah, it's in Arizona. It's about a six-hour drive from. Is that like one of the, like the Native American sites type of deal? I don't know if it's actually. I mean, you can go there. It's not protected or anything, but um, I'm I'm assuming yes. Like, is that the one with like the, the fucking like the the houses and shit built into the cliff or no? That's not it, right? I don't know. I don't know. You I know just, what I'm talking about though? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've only like I, when I look up Sedona and. The reason I want to go there is because there's this um, the trees grow in the vortex, like they grow in like in a spiral. Oh, like in a spiral. Okay. Yeah, so that's why you know there's a vortex energy there, and it's one of the only places in the world that has that vortex energy. So I want to go there, uh, and I've heard stories of like a lot of athletes, a lot of um, musicians going there and having the just you know breakthrough moment there for them. Interesting. Yeah, like the Beatles went there, Kanye West went there. Really? Yeah, a lot of people have gone there like just to, just to meditate. That sounds cool. Yeah. Damn, I want to go check so that out. It's more, it's a different energy there, for sure. Yeah. I bet, dude. I mean, after seeing the pyramids of Giza, I bet that was like just fucking different as fuck. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if you go there, I mean, this is my theory, obviously. If you go to Sedona, I feel like it just, it just. Um, calibrates your energy like if you're if you if you've had like problems in the past that are yeah. still affecting you like i feel like it just comes in and just like it just that spiral energy just just cleanses, cleanses you out and it allows you to move on to the next next stage next chapter it opens up it opens up parts of your uh being that are that are being suppressed by society by traumas by all that by everything i could be wrong though <laughs> you could be wrong <laughs> we could all be wrong but i mean what do we really fucking know dude we don't really know everything so yeah that's why you gotta experiment man that's why you gotta go and see it for yourself like i, I always tell people like if you want to if you want to get to the solution or to the not solution but the the outcome and you have to go through you have to go through the ex- self-experiments self-experimentation and you have to be self-aware of what you're going through 
being if you can write if you can write down your problems on paper, like that's something huge, bro. Because a lot of not a lot of people can do that. A lot of people don't know that they that they have a problem. You know, so that's self awareness, and then being able to create a hypothesis. You know, like actually work solution make solutions for those yeah, problems. Go through, yeah. these, go through these experiments. That's the only way you're gonna find out. So. Yeah, man, I think that's, the power lies in being able to understand what you're going through, what's affecting you. And not necessarily, the power doesn't even lie on you knowing the solution. It knows and you knowing that there's a problem. And then you can then tackle it for a solution. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a self, like, a, what do you call it? Self like self-catalog or whatever? So, you know? Yeah, self-catalog, yeah. Going through that, trying to fucking... Yeah. I do that almost daily, man. I don't think I do that enough. Yeah, do that daily. It's kind of hard to like maintain yourself at that level of like I don't know being aware of just everything. You know, like is mm-hmm. there's so many at least for me there's so many other things that pull me into different directions. You know, yeah. like I, I can't direct my energy to just the one specific thing that yeah. I want to do all the time. Like it, it's fucking hard to try to be on all the time when it comes to being like on the podcast or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. it's cause there's so much other shit that I gotta do. Like a fucking, you know, just regular life shit that have you heard, have you ever heard of try energy, try energy? No. T R I energy. No. So try energy is a concept that I came up with. And, um, pretty much the concept is very simple. It's, um, being able to, cause you just said it right there. Like that, that affects me too. All right. But the way you fix that is you align, you know, what you're looking at, your senses, what you're touching, you align that with what your heart is feeling and what your mind is thinking. So you focus, you see, and you feel, and then you tackle that problem. You know, so you align all your energy towards you. It's like it's like harnessing all your energy towards the same exact, like laser focus on one thing. Yeah. But when your mind is going one way, your heart's going another way, and your eyes are going somewhere else, then you can't fix shit, bro. Like you can't. You're all over the fucking You're place. You're all over the fucking place. And that happens to all of us every day. Like, you, if, like I can be dealing with the biggest problem of my, of my day and I'm fucking s- scrolling through Instagram. Like, how the fuck am I going to fix that problem if if I'm, my eyes are here, you know? Your fucking mind is somewhere else. My, my mind is thinking about that problem and my heart is thinking about, I don't know, something that, that I'm going through. Yeah. You know, so you have to... Harness all that, that try energy is what I call. You try energy, three things. You harness it into one specific problem and you, and you just focus and you, you, you have to be patient and you have to be very, um, what's that word? Um, patient. Diligent. Diligent. Fearless. Yeah, fearless too. But um, you have to be very, I can't think of the word, man, blanked out. Mental fog, mental, mental fog. fog. I need that alpha brain. I didn't take the alpha brain this morning. Neither did I. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of like a, the try energy, man. That's a, that's a new concept that I'm coming up with. <laughs> Writing a book about it. Yeah. Well, I just, I want to talk about it at least in one video. Yeah. This could be the video. Hey, try energy. Try so, it out. Yeah. Because I really feel that that's what hinders me from doing more at an easier, like, I'm not having as much success with, with what I'm working on because I don't have that try energy focus. Like I'm, I'm scattered. And yeah. When you're scattered, it's like the way Germany lost the war. You know, 
you think about it. Thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have they didn't have that tri energy. Yeah, fuck. So fucking Hitler. You put your eyes, your senses, your uh, heart, the way you feel, your emotions. It's like when you're passionate about a project, man. You can go all night without without sleeping. You're just on it. Yeah, you're just fucking in it to win it. Yeah, time just flies by. So if you can apply that to, or you can ca- catch yourself when you're when you're scattered. If you can at least catch yourself when you're scattered, you're already winning because now you can. Okay, I need to I need to put this away. I need to stop. I need to leave my problems at the door right now, and I need to come here. And oh shit, I forgot I had a call right now. Oh fuck. Yeah, it's an important call. Do we need to wrap it up? We can just wrap yeah. it up then. Final words. Final words. Try energy, man. Focus. Try energy. Focus. Let's get it. All right, man. Follow Jeff on every fucking social media. Keep up. At Digital Jeff or digitaljeff.tv. Yeah, either or. YouTube, everything, all that good stuff. Uh, you know what it is with us. AOTB.cast, AOTB underscore cast, whatever. Just keep it locked, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Aiden in the border.
You don't gotta worry, child. It's just a game.